tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you are. Welcome to the Bench on self podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you so much for tuning in. Bench on self podcast is about navigating binge eating disorder struggles, disordered eating, and negative body image. Although I share my personal experience with having a negative body image, eating disorders, and I do uncover bits of my personal story, this podcast is not as much about me as it is about you beautiful human beings who struggle, who fight, who grow, and who evolve every single day. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel supported on their recovery journey and simply for anyone who's trying to improve their relationship with themselves. I believe together we can turn something so negative, such as binge eating, into something more positive and hopefully go from binging on food and self-hatred to binging on self-love. Subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast on your favorite platform and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you are. Disclaimer, Bench on Selva podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. In this podcast, we cover the topic of eating disorders, so if you find this topic triggering, it may be better for you not to listen to this podcast. Always make sure to put your mental health first. Hello everyone, welcome to the Bench on Selvav podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi and I'll be your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you are having a great week so far. Today I have part two of the episode where I share with you things that have helped me with breaking the binge eating cycle. If you haven't yet listened to part one, I will link it in the show notes so you can listen to it either before or after listening to today's episode. Also, make sure to listen to the very end of today's episode because I have a really cool announcement for all of you. So stay tuned. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Last week, I shared with you three things that have helped me with breaking the binge eating cycle. And those were number one, not restricting yourself. Number two, identifying what triggers your binges. And number three, rewriting habits and patterns in your behavior. If you want to learn more about them, make sure to listen to part one. Today, I want to follow up on those three things and add a couple of more. Number four, giving up on food labeling. Another thing that I would definitely, definitely say had a massive effect on breaking the binge eating cycle and recovering from binge eating disorder, but that was also really hard to learn, was giving up on food labeling. I know I'm repeating myself because I've talked about it like a million times before on this podcast, but I can't stress enough how important it is to stop giving foods and meals labels. There's no good food or bad food, junk food and safe food, healthy food and unhealthy food. There's just food and every food comes with a different set of nutrients and benefits. And everything beyond that is just our value that we assign to it. Junk food, cheat food, unhealthy food, etc. 
Of course, some types of foods and meals are more nutritious than other types of foods and meals, but it doesn't mean they don't have their place in our diets. Struggling with binge eating disorder for many years, I had a list of quote-unquote forbidden foods, which over the years would probably be like 10 pages long, and I kept adding more and more foods onto that imaginary list. It would include all of the foods that our society tends to label as junk food, such as pizza, chocolate, fries, stuff like that. Then all of the foods I would binge on, which was also expanding over time. But the list also included things like bread, butter, cheese, any form of sugar, even sugar included in fruits, pasta or potatoes. So as you can see, there wasn't really much left for me to consider quote-unquote healthy or safe food. And that's not a sustainable way to eat and to live and to have a nutritionally complete food. Obviously, the more foods I was associating with the quote-unquote I can't eat this or I'll be fat labels and the more I restricted myself of those foods, the more I ended up eating. So instead of having a piece of chocolate when I was craving it, I would drink water or half a banana, thinking it will satisfy my cravings. But of course, it didn't. A few hours later, I would end up binging on way more food than the chocolate. And what I think is even worse is the constant battle that goes on your mind. All you think of is the food, the food you would like to eat, but you tell yourself you can't eat, so you fight with your own thoughts. Let me tell you that it is a pretty exhausting battle. Getting rid of those labels, changing those beliefs is not an overnight process. It takes a lot of time, or at least it took a lot of time for me to get rid of those labels. Until this day, I have a few foods. I would say I sometimes still think of us. Hmm, I probably shouldn't eat that, but fortunately it no longer stops me from eating them. It's more of a thinking battle for me. But again, it's a process, it's something that I'm working on and that I will continue to work on. And I think the desired state of mind is to be at a place where you eat food, where you enjoy it, and when you don't associate any kinds of labels or values to that food. And once you're done eating, you move on with your life. Number five, incorporating more foods into your diet. Think number five that I have to give credit to when it comes to breaking the binge eating cycle is incorporating more foods into my diet. It's connected to getting rid of food labeling because the more food you quote-unquote allow yourself to eat, the more food you will be able to incorporate into your diet. Again, it's a long-term process, not something that happens overnight. And I know it's difficult to see it like that at first, but incorporating and trying new foods can be fun. You can try a new restaurant that your friends or colleagues have been recommending for some time. You can try different cuisines, new recipes, even trying different variants of foods you like. Even if you end up not liking something, it's still going to enrich your diet and your perspective on food and it will contribute to making food less fearful. I try to search for new recipes on Pinterest and Instagram and YouTube. I have, for example, been eager to try avocado, but I've never really had a chance to try it. So it was a perfect opportunity to find some recipes and try them. 
And even though I didn't like avocado at first, I gave it a few more shots and now I love having my avocado toast or guacamole with tortilla chips. Again, something that I would be scared of in the past, but now it feels quote-unquote normal. I've also made a note on my phone with links to different recipes that I would like to try, so when I start to feel like I'm eating the same foods all over again, I have a place to go and I can find whatever recipe I want to try. What is a really great way how to incorporate various foods into your diet is eating with someone. Maybe having a lunch at your parents, having dinner with your friends. If your colleagues at work maybe bring some food such as birthday cake or something, that's also a perfect opportunity to break that fear of eating something with a quote-unquote bad label. Number six, trusting the process. My last point, point number six, is trusting the recovery process. Trusting that somehow the whole recovery process is going to work and that it's all going to make sense sounds scary, and it is scary, but there are so many unknowns and uncertainty. And considering we've been stuck in the binge eating cycle for so long and now trying something different is terrifying. But you can only benefit from the recovery. Recovery will offer you so much more than an eating disorder ever will. Also, please remember that you don't have to go through the recovery alone. I certainly didn't. At the onset of my recovery journey, I started seeing a therapist, which helped me so much. She taught me different techniques, how to cope with my emotions. She let me talk about whatever I wanted, whatever I felt like. She listened. And most importantly, she was there, which can be really, really helpful, especially at the very beginning of your recovery. I also told my boyfriend about my recovery journey and he was very supportive. So if you can find someone who you trust, share with them your recovery journey. The support on your journey is really important. Last but not least, please know that there's nothing you should feel ashamed of. You are brave for facing the binge eating disorder and don't get discouraged by any setbacks you may encounter on your journey. They always come, but you're strong enough to get through. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the Bench on Self-Love podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And like I've promised at the very beginning of today's episode, I have a really exciting surprise for you next week. I'll be having a very special guest on this podcast and we will cover everything surrounding bench eating, body image, recovery and so much more. So make sure to tune in next Tuesday so you don't miss it. I'll be back next Tuesday together with my special guest. Until then, take care and talk to you soon. Bye! that says, you know, I just have to follow that.